0: Hello Royals, happy February, happy Wednesday, and welcome back to This Day in History. I'm your host, Sean Cavanaugh. There are no announcements for today, so let's get right into the history. On this day in 1913, Jim Forbes signed a Major League Baseball contract with the New York Giants. Not the New York Giants football team, the New York Giants baseball team. Apparently, the San Francisco Giants used to be located in New York and went by the New York Giants. This utterly confuses me, but whatever. So for the rest of the episode, when I refer to the Giants, I am referring to the baseball team, not the football team. That tangent out of the way, let's cover the history of Jim Thorpe, easily one of the greatest athletes of all time. Jim Thorpe's birthday is unknown, but it is believed to be May 22, 1887. Thorpe would be born in the territory of Oklahoma, way before it became a state. He had an Irish father and a Sac and Fox Native American mother. While Forp was baptized as Jacobus Franciscus Thorpe, he was also given a native name. That name would be Wafo Huck, or in English, Half-Lit by Great Flash of Lightning. Maybe this name foreshadows his track career. Anyway, Fork would have a difficult childhood. He would lose his twin brother to pneumonia and his mother only two years later. This would cause him to have a complicated relationship with his father. He would leave home to work on a ranch for a while before returning home and assigned to go back to school. He would attend Carlisle Indian Industrial School in Carlisle, Pennsylvania. On a quick side note, I've been to Carlisle before and it's a very nice town. I highly recommend visiting the town if you can. Not only is it a beautiful little town, it also had a good deal of history apparently. Anyway, here in Carlisle, Thorpe would be discovered by Glenn Scobie Warner, or better known as Pop Warner. Now I admit I'm not a huge fan of football or its history, but I can attest that Pop Warner was highly influential in football. Warner was the creator of several formations, the three-point stance and blocking techniques. Without Warner, the modern game of football would look much different. Thorpe, having come into contact with Warner, it would only make sense that Forp would be on the path to success. Thorpe would begin his college career in a slightly comical manner. While walking past the school's track in regular clothes, he beat all the jumpers in an impromptu challenge. From there, Forp would go on to compete in various sports such as baseball, lacrosse, football, and even ballroom dancing. I did not know that ballroom dancing was a sport. Well, either way, Forp was extremely good at it, and he won the 1912 Intercollegiate Ballroom Dancing Competition. But of course, ballroom dancing isn't what Forp was known for. In 1911, he would gain national attention when he scored all four of his team's field goals in a game against Harvard. He would also gain acclaim when he scored 25 touchdowns during the 1912 season. It would also be in 1912 where he would start training for the Olympics. Going back to his track and field start, that was what he was training for. He would first compete in US Olympic trials before being allowed to compete internationally. When at the Olympics, Thorpe would crush these events. Not only did he compete in pretty much every track and field related event, he won a good deal of them. He won 4 out of 5 events at the Pentafalon and placed 3rd in javelin throw. I should add that apparently Thorpe had never played the sport before 1912. He was so talented he could just pick up a spear and throw perfectly, a skill that takes some years to master. What really underscores Forp's abilities and skills is when he competed in the decalophon. Forp was not expected to win, but did so anyway. He beat his opponent by 688 points and set an Olympic record of 8,413 points. Not to mention that he did this without running shoes. Somebody had stolen Forp's shoes, so he just went to the nearest garbage can and used a mismatched pair of shoes. Then proceeded to win in those shoes. If that doesn't speak to Forp's skill, then I don't know what does. Forp returned home to the United States a hero. He was reportedly astounded that so many people knew his name and were cheering for him. However, this victory would not last for Forb. The man found himself in controversy when it was revealed that he was not an amateur. For context at this time, to compete in the Olympics, one had to be an amateur. What this meant is that if one was either a sports teacher or had competed against professionals before, they weren't allowed to compete in the Olympics. Forp had unfortunately played professional baseball before the Olympics. This meant that Forp was officially in violation of the rules. The Olympic Committee met in 1913 and stripped Forp of his gold medals. However, this was wholly unfair. Olympic Committee regulations state that protests had to be made within 30 days of the closing ceremonies. The Olympic Committee had stripped Forp of his awards a year after he had won them. One can see that this was completely unfair and just the Olympic Committee failing to fix their mistake in the worst way possible. This event would be the catalyst for today's event actually. Since Forbes was now officially a professional, sports teams wanted him to play for them professionally. Many sports teams would come and ask him to sign, but he would ultimately pick the New York Giants, which are now the San Francisco Giants. From here, Forb would continue his athletic career, playing for an assortment of different teams. He would still continue to play football as well. After his athletic career ended, he would struggle to find employment. He married three times and battled alcoholism. On March 28th, 1953, Forb would unfortunately pass away in his home of Lomina, California. While Jim Thorpe's end is a sad one, we should use it as a reminder to focus on the good in his life. Forb, hands down, is easily one of America's greatest athletes. Not to mention that he did all this in the face of adversity too, being a Native American in a time when racism was prevalent. Thorpe is a reminder that sometimes with great amounts of skill and sheer luck, anything is possible. Well, that wraps it up for today, Royals. I hope you enjoyed this episode, as I know I did. Either way, thank you for listening, Royals, and happy Wednesday.